Welcome to this podcast. We are going to talk about things that some of you don't want to talk about, <laughs> but we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> First, let's start by taking a couple nice deep breaths. And I'm just going to ask, it's almost like a prayer to myself that, uh, that I cover everything that, that feels like it wants to be said today. Some of you have already heard or watched my 2022 predictions message that discussed this notion of the, those of us that are more in the center of any issue or just communities in general, we find ourselves more in the centrist position versus the extremist positions that are kind of the tails of a normal distribution curve. So those of us that are in the center were able to see like, oh, I see why on this policy, this group is feeling or reacting this way. And oh, I actually see the other side of this too. Those of us that are in the center are able to see all sides. Either naturally it's our inclination or based on a certain issue, we just don't have a polarized opinion either way. And I know some of you don't want to talk about COVID and you don't want to talk about vaccinations and you still may get something positive out of this message. Okay. So I have been consulting with clients over the, you know, now it's years of COVID that it's very possible that those that are choosing to not get vaccinated may never require, may, may never actually be required to be vaccinated. They may be able to avoid getting vaccinated. Um, and then, then the policies changed and they're like, Oh, I, I made it. Right. Um, I'm seeing that more and more as a stronger possibility or probability now, even now. Um, we're recording this, by the way, on February 11th, 2022. So I just saw a headline a couple weeks ago. I did post it to my Facebook page. I think it was CNN, but it may have been Fox. I tend to look at different news sources when I do look at news, which isn't every day. Um, anyway, so apparently the UK and the Czech Republic, and I think it was Sweden, and I think it was Holland, um, were really um, putting down a lot, like setting aside, uh, discontinuing, thing, that's what I wanted, a lot of their COVID policies. Um, they were just reviewing the situation in terms of, okay, how deadly is Omicron? Where, where are we at with COVID and how much of a threat is the COVID virus now? Um, and they were reflecting that, hey, it's not, it is more like a normal flu now, and we would never do quarantine with the, with the regular flu. We would never require testing the regular flu. Um, so now that it's acting, now that the coronavirus is acting more like the regular flu, let's revisit all of these constraints and um, requirements that are no longer needed. So that's wonderful that we have for at least four countries um, that are now doing this. Now I'm in the US and the US doesn't do that on a federal level, it happens on a state level because of our constitution. So on a state by state basis, we've always had this dramatic variety of responses to coronavirus and things like that. Anyway, so this is very good news for any, any of our community that has chosen to not get vaccinated it's looking good that you may never require, um, you may never be required to get vaccinated. And I'm happy for you because I understand your concerns and why you didn't get vaccinated to begin with. I get you. I made my different choice and that was my choice and you have your choice. And I love that we all have our choices. 
Okay, so that, that part feels good, right? I'm very hopeful um, that all of us will get through this having made choices that we were making at the time and that nobody's forced to do anything they don't want to do. That would be great. Okay. Um, it's a very different experience for everybody based so much on where you are, how you're looking at the situation and where your, um, where your biggest concerns are. You're more concerned about the virus or you're more concerned about the vaccination. And sometimes it isn't that simple either. And I understand that anyway. So the next part of this message is, oh yeah, huge hugs to all of you that have chosen to not get vaccinated. Um, I just wrapped up a client call with, um, with somebody, a close member of our community. And I was realizing more clearly and talking with her just how much of her time has been. She's an educator. Um, she's been teaching this whole time and following their rules of getting tested every single day. Um, I, I, I now appreciate more fully just how much of her time has been spent over the last, you know, 18 months or something. Well, whenever the vaccinations came out, so probably about a year, she's been, she's need, had needed to spend so much of her time trying to make sure like, okay, where can I go and not go? Cause she's in the country in the EU. Um, what shop will let me in or not let me in? Um, you know, am I going to be vaccinated? Am I, is, you know, am I going to be forced to be vaccinated anytime soon? That level of um, attention on who is, who, what uh, just restriction. Oh my God. I'm just giving all of you a hug because since I chose to be vaccinated pretty much as soon as I was allowed to. So that was March of 20, Sam is all groomy. Hi baby. March of 2021. Um, yeah, I didn't have that. So mine, anyway, I just big hugs and compassion and love for all of you and how hard this has been to, to do what you wanted to do and to, to make choices that you felt were right for you and your families. Just, oh my God, I, I hope that part's almost over for you, for all of you too, where you can get through this. Okay, so that felt good to say that. Um, the other part is the family dynamics and community dynamics and friendship dynamics between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. This has gotten, it, well, it, it's already been, it's been weird for quite a while. I know in one of the newsletters that I sent out, um, I think it was during the US Thanksgiving holiday or maybe it was the Christmas holiday. Um, I sent out a newsletter just kind of trying to give tips for no matter what side of, you know, whether you're in the vaccinated and everybody should be vaccinated camp or whether you're in the unvaccinated camp and leave me alone camp, <laughs> let me do what I want to do camp. There was just, there was a lot of pressure from both in some cases on both sides towards the other, the other uh, friend or partner or family member. Oh my God. And what's, what, I mean, there's a lot to say here, and I don't know how much of it will be new and things you haven't thought of, but my sense when I, when I would uh, hear about or know somebody that was vaccinated or is vaccinated, and they had this very uh, rigid, again, extremist, in my opinion, view towards the unvaccinated, that they were the problem. And this always felt off to me. I talked about it on Facebook at the very beginning, um, but vaccinations weren't out yet. But anyway, so maybe that part doesn't make sense. Anyway, I, th I think I've done a good job staying in the center on this. 
I've always felt that those that are pro-vax and felt like everybody should be vaxxed were trying to um, trying to simplify in their minds incorrectly that the problem was the unvaccinated. The problem in my view, I'm not a scientist, but my in my view, the problem was never the unvaccinated. The problem was the virus. The problem was coronavirus. So coupled with all of the propaganda forcing and coercing and doing everything it could to increase vaccination rates, there were these storylines that were created that some people, again, that maybe fell in a more extremist view, just they just fell in line with this idea of, yes, the problem is the unvaccinated. I'm like, I think the problem is actually the coronavirus. Uh, That's the real problem. Let's Let's not get that twisted, right? But it did get twisted for a lot of people. And I know when I first heard, even I think before I got vaccinated, yeah, it was when they were still talking about the vaccination. So it's probably would have been like fall of 2020. Um, I was like, oh, wait a minute. So somebody that gets vaccinated can still get COVID and can still spread COVID. And I made a funny little meme about it from my Instagram and Facebook and some people were like, yeah, that's, that's right, Jill. And I was like, okay, that's, I thought I heard that correctly. That's weird. That, I haven't heard that anywhere else. Um, there was, there are still people that are in that extremist, everyone should be vaccinated group that are still like, don't believe. And, and, and didn't Whoopi Goldberg, didn't she get COVID even though she's vaccinated? And she was like, I thought I was vaccinated. It's like, Dude, I mean, like, oh my God. And I don't blame them necessarily. I mean, if I if I was able to be informed, she should have been able to be informed and anyone should be able to be informed. But the narratives and the propaganda towards pro-vaccination were just so heavy-handed and inaccurate that they left out that really important detail. Um, and they made people feel like if they got the vaccination, they were going to be bulletproof towards even that they'd never even get infected. So it's just like, oh my God, no wonder with that misinformation, they were even more um, militant in a way about their views against the unvaccinated. So it's just like, sweet Jesus, what the hell are we going to do to bring, I don't know what it's going to take for no matter what extremist view there is, um, for them to see as humans, those that are on the other side. Um, But I'm, I am concerned about that. And, and especially when I think of, of any of you that are unvaccinated, um, this, this mindset that you've had to have for almost a year now of, you know, can I do this? Can I do that? Um, are my rights going to be taken away from me? I feel like there's going to be um, not shell shock, but uh, policy shock, quarantine shock. COVID shock, (laughs) I want to say policy shock, Um, that is similar to, or akin in some ways to shell shock, where it's like the ability to kind of reassimilate in a world and in a reality and in a community where you don't have to think about what you're allowed to do and not to do based on very rational, in my view, choices that you've made. Oh, so just, I'm just encouraging any of you to give yourself some time with that. It, even when things do start to loosen up and I, again, I do believe they will, and hopefully they already are. Um, 
just do what you can to be gentle and loving with yourself and create as much balance as you can in the things that you used to enjoy that you haven't been able to enjoy. Um, I just, I, my heart really, I just feel so much compassion that this is going to take a bit to, to reset yourself in a new rhythm of, you know, feeling free to do what you used to do. (sighs) Okay. And then also for those that are in the, um, the more extremist kind of view of I'm vaccinated or them saying I'm vaccinated and everyone should be vaccinated. Um, It's probably going to take a little bit of time for you too, because you've made into enemies people that were just making their own intelligent choices and their choices actually didn't affect you. I think as much as you think they did. So this group that has, that has been under the mindset that the problem is those that are unvaccinated, they've created mental um, patterns of divisiveness and uh, reckless that those folks are reckless and irresponsible if they haven't gotten vaccinated, that's going to take some undoing too. So for those individuals, I mean, I would just encourage them to really reflect on who really was the enemy in this situation? And isn't it true that it was actually the virus? Who have you energetically or intentionally bullied? Who have you ridiculed and persecuted in your family or your friend group for their choices of not getting vaccinated? Do you still feel that way? Or is there something that you've heard since then, or maybe even now that I'm not trying to make you feel bad, but if there's a part of your heart and your mind that's opening and softening about those that were making an incredibly difficult decision, it's probably easier than you think it is for you in this moment then to say, I was wrong. I was, you know, for, it doesn't matter why there's a lot of reasons why you may have had things wrong. It was hard to get things right. <laughs> it was, it was there even a right choice for that was universal for universal for everybody. I actually don't think there was a universal right or wrong. And that's, again, that's those of us in the center that have that um, just new. It's not, it's not about being better. It's just, we have the wiring to go, okay, I think they have a point. I think they have a point. I love you all. I don't want to make, I don't want to demonize or dehumanize any of you. But that's what I'm calling the extremist view is that in this heightened uncertainty with really dramatic outcomes and approaches on multiple levels, it was very easy for some to slide into these camps of extremism that dehumanized and devalued anyone that was on the other side of their polarized views. (sighs) Okay. There's no need to justify your decisions. There are probably valid reasons. I believe there are valid reasons for how you ended up in the camp that you ended up in. But now here we are in these camps. If COVID really is uh, evolving into a a more flu-like experience that still isn't fun and you wouldn't wish on anyone, it certainly isn't the threat that it was there for a while with Delta and the original version, et cetera. Okay, so now what? How do you make yourself feel whole again? And to me, part of the feeling whole again is 
is recognizing that in some cases you've made into a war, into a, a total battle, something that didn't need to be a battle, right? Now, I know some of you are saying, but this, I didn't make a battle. The, the policies made a battle. The government made a battle. This group made a battle. I totally get it. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that it wasn't a fight uh, for a lot of, a lot of us in different situations. I, I'm not, I'm not trying to make a, I'm not trying to make a new argument about this. Okay. But for those that made the choice to dehumanize, right. And to draw these battle lines against those that disagreed with them or had other views that is something that you probably want to look at. It, there are other explanations for why people made different choices, why policymakers made different policies. I still believe even through this that everyone was doing the best they can with what they know. That to me is just a stable truth in this reality. Um, but there's so many different storylines and propaganda types of division that just crank up our emotions like a like a fishing line just like oh I'm going to reel you in with this tension and division and division and for some individuals they've they've lived in that tension for on both sides by the way now for almost a year or more than a year how do you get yourself back from that and i feel like i did just i did step away from the the pro vaccine everybody should be vaccinated group I really think at some point it's like, it's okay for any of us to say, okay, I think I was wrong about that. That doesn't feel good. Is there anyone that I want to say sorry to? Is there anyone that now that I realize that things weren't as they seemed to me at the time, can I reach out to them and say, hey, do you want to get together for tea or coffee? in a place where you can both have tea or coffee, which may be in an outdoor cafe. I don't know what the, what the situation is where you are. Uh, maybe it's on the stoop at your place and, you, and you're serving the tea. I don't know. But it's time to get creative here, people, right? And yes, there are things that, we, that maybe you still can't do, but there's probably a lot of things you can do. And it isn't perfect, but that's, that's what you survive off of for a while. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's just take a nice deep breath here. I feel like a community like this just isn't, I don't think we're wired for hate. I really don't. And it's, it's weird how hate and fear and anger and I'm right, you know, that righteousness can hijack one's sense of what living is. And it can create patterns of just hopping from one battleground to the next, because that's where that individual feels alive is in the fight. Um, some activists, you know, fall into that pattern and that doesn't have to be a bad thing. We all, we each get to decide what it means to, to be a valuable human you get to decide that for you. I get to decide that for me. I'm always looking at, at it from, an, from a, another lens of from kind of an outsider lens of, is that a system of well-being? And is that system of well-being, is it a sustainable sense of well-being? 
And personally, when I look at activism, I see this pattern of I refuse to be happy. I refuse to be, you know, enjoy my life until that's fixed or that's fixed. And that's the way I think it should be. I don't personally put a stamp of like, yes, that's a, that, that to me sounds like a good system. Um, but I understand that there's a, there are a lot of things in this reality to be incredibly like intolerant of, right? Intolerant of intolerance. And there's so many things that one could get active about. It's just that I don't, I don't know whether, are you making room for the other layers of you that know that your life means something, even if that doesn't get fixed? that your worth and your sense of inner well-being and inherent value is bigger than that issue. And that it actually is possible to enjoy at least elements of life, even if there are big problems in the world and in even your sense of the world. Yeah. But when there's all these noisy sort of outside forces that for their own reasons, I feel trying to do the best they can with when they know, it's almost like there, there are so many individuals that are just intent on rallying the troops. And for some individuals that are more susceptible to that, they lose themselves in that fight. And it's almost like all of their energy, they don't have any energy left because the fight feels bigger than their own sense of wanting to enjoy life and wanting to create a life that they can enjoy, even when there's problems in the world. Because guess what? There's always going to be big problems in the world. There has always been unfairness. There's always been, it's just, I don't see that going anywhere, you guys. And I know that that's a, that's a different storyline. That's a different belief that I have than many other channelers, probably most other channelers. I'm not expecting this world to turn into Lemuria like ever. And it might, and that would be great. And I love that. I love that idea, but that's not what we have right now. And what we have right now is also relevant versus just where we're going. And Lemuria doesn't happen in other words, heaven on earth doesn't happen in an outside way. And a an age of enlightenment, because I have, I believe we're in the in a dark age and that those last a long time. I'm not preaching that an enlightenment age where there's no problems and we have no hate, we only have love and peace and joy. I have, I am not preaching that that is happening anytime soon. And there is a part of me that wonders if that's even possible on earth. And I, I don't want to believe that, but that is sort of where I'm at. And maybe that's a coping mechanism. I'll just be honest with you for my Jill that it's just easier to think maybe this, maybe this is one of the golden eras and it just doesn't feel like it, but maybe the golden eras have been misrepresented. Um, 
and let's just make the best of what we got people, <laughs> you know? And I think part of the reason I go to that, if, if it is a coping mechanism, which it might be, is that I've been in this industry long enough to see the false hope, the incorrect predictions and the broken heartedness that happens for people. They're exhausted and no wonder because when someone has been told by people that they trust that things are about to be great and we just have one more push, we have one more domino to knock down and then we'll be there. And it's been 20 years, 20 days, 60 years, 20 weeks, whatever. At some point you're just like, okay, okay. Yes, I can. I can push a little bit harder. We're almost there. We're almost there. And then at some point, 20 years later, you're like, you know what? Maybe we're not almost there. <laughs> Maybe we're not on the brink of some breakthrough of heaven on earth collectively. I value honesty and authenticity and respecting the soulfulness that every life is, even when it doesn't know it, even when it doesn't act like it, even when it creates problems in the world that others suffer from. This is a weird reality. And I don't, this whole, I, I know I, there's a lot of you that uh, there's this notion of as above, so below. And I'm just like, I don't know what above is being looked at there, but F no, no, <laughs> this, this is not this. <laughs> no. So I may be missing some of the nuance there of what is meant by as above, so below you. I think those of you that know me know I am not a student of, of spirituality. I'm not a, I haven't read hardly anything. You guys are way more well-read and well-versed in this. And some of you probably have a very astute reflection of no, Jill, as above, so below means this, and it is true. Okay, fine. But when I see it used, I see it used in a way that is misrepresenting what this reality is, how this reality actually acts, and it creates confusion about what's about to happen or what we're on the brink or verge of. Okay. I also just miss you guys. <laughs> I, I, I miss the I miss the ways that a wider group of us could just like hang out and be pleasant and be kind and be supportive of ourselves and of each other in a way that wasn't that wasn't militant. I'm just I'm sad about the I never I I guess I never could have imagined as my humanness, I know as my soulfulness, nothing surprises us, right? But as my humanness, I'm like, God, what the hell? I mean, when I think of a yoga teacher or a yoga community, I think of this really like peacenik <laughs> sort of hippie vibe of let's just, you know, relax in your body, man. <laughs> it's sort of, and, and it has, it's changed into something where the, there's a pitchfork, like ready to go. And it, it makes me just sad because I'm not saying they don't have a point. I'm just like, is that really who you want to be? I mean, like, where did you come up with this pitchfork? Cause they don't have those out in yoga studios. What happened to, what happened to so many people that, it's like they're not even recognizable anymore. And in a way, I know what happened. This, this coronavirus had impacts on humanity that are shocking and WTF on all sides. 
there are so many individuals that with enough of their, their normal feel good, you know, I can get through this life if I have X, Y, and Z sort of experiences. And then they were taken away from them, or there was the sense that they were being taken away from them. That doesn't make for your best you, right? It brings, it, it festers and fosters this version of self where I think some humans don't even recognize themselves. And I'm thinking of the, I'm thinking of the grandparents that told family members, if you're not vaccinated, you can't come. When they were, I mean, even though they were vaccinated, they were capable of getting COVID, spreading COVID, et cetera. It's just like, oh my God, I think of the, I think of the grandparents that wouldn't, you know, like you're vaccinated, you can't come, right? There was just a lot of just surreal moments and layers to this. We're capable of recreating and refostering that version of ourselves that we miss, that we may have missed in ourselves, where we could look at a fellow human and not want to know their vaccination status. <sighs> where we could just look at someone and smile and sincerely, authentically hope that they were having a good day and that they were all right. I feel like that's so much more natural to us. And those, that natural part of you is still there. And for various reasons, you may have sort of turned away from those layers of yourself, but they're still there. They're still available to you. And I, I hope for your sake that you find it, right? It's not finding it, that you allow it. That's better. It's not something you find. It's something you allow. Your love is something you allow. It's not something you find. Okay. Ah, okay. Let me see if there's anything else that feels like it wants to be said on this issue. Oh yeah, that works. Um, I know it's very satisfying in our humanness to feel like we have everything we need and that um, in terms of an issue, like I have all the information I need, I have this 100% figured out and the, the correct answer for me is this. That, that can be fine. Where it gets tricky, and I would say dangerous, is when the thought also is, I know what's right for everybody, not just me. And that's not fair. And that's not true. It's, it's dishonesty with yourself. Okay. I know. Now, somebody could argue with me and say, but Jill, literally everyone should meditate. Not necessarily. I mean, anyone's higher self, I mean, there's a lot of terms this community uses, anyone's higher self, soul self, team, energy, spirit guides and guardians, they're, they're not viewing their human as well. They haven't learned to meditate yet. We got to get on that. This is a big problem. No, no. All of those more aware, right? More conscious, wider consciousness, layers of energy are looking at that human that may not be meditating and saying, oh, this is a hard, this is a hard one. Look, they don't even feel like themselves. They don't even know their core. They don't even know the, 
the goodness and greatness and love that's available to them and from them. They're not even tapping into that well. And then there could be somebody else's team that's kind of right next to the other team saying, yeah, my human meditates every day. They don't have that either because they're using the, to, to, to them. Meditation is this versus that. And that's so, so they may be feeling like they're doing all the right things, but they're not, they're also not tapping into the inner layers of self that are feeling loved and capable of feeling loving even with individuals that they don't agree with or that they're not fond of or that are doing everything wrong, according to them. See, it is more complicated than I think we want it to be, but pretending things are as simplistic as they are, that doesn't, that doesn't, that may lead to a temporary sense of, of contentment and I'm smart. Everyone else is dumb. I mean, it may lead to some temporary satisfaction, but it's not, it's not a sustainable operating system. And it will probably lead to constantly uh, needing to find someone that's wrong so that you can feel right. And that's not a great system either. So, okay. Ah, <laughs> okay. So our advice for anyone here is to allow for the layers of you that know that you are loved even when you don't feel like you deserve to be. <laughs> um, you're loved even when you're doing things wrong. You're loved even when you don't have all the right information. You're loved even when you are making enemies out of people that are just trying to make their own choices. And that you have the option of also loving all of those people along with yourself. And that is where the grace and the compassion and even forgiveness, if needed, is available, again, for ourselves and for everyone. This healing is going to, this mending is going to take some time. And I would say 80% of it's on an inner level, especially for those of you that have not felt that centrist view that cannot see the, the, val the validity of the opposing view that you just, you, you not only can't see it, you're sure it's not there, right? That the, any of you that feel that way, it, you deserve another operating system, another viewpoint of so many things so that you can access a level of well-being that is completely internal that has nothing to do with governmental policies of any kind. And that is heaven on earth within that self that was never not available. It's always been available even in a dark age with the right ideas and belief systems and sense of self that allows for it. Okay. Yeah. I'm losing my voice. Gotta go. <laughs> So I hope that was helpful. 
I know some of you are like, I just want the deep channeled messages. That's fine. <laughs> I do those two, probably three a week <laughs> regularly. Um, oh, maybe not three. Well, yeah, if I consider the private sessions channeled messages, which they are um, big portions of it when we're not having a conversation with the client. Um, yeah, we're offering a lot of that type of message. And this felt right to share with the, the public community and the, the podcast and YouTube arena. Okay. Oh, I love you. I love you. Love you. Love you. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> okay. I hope that was helpful. I guess I'll add another little, just kind of annoyance for me. I'm, I'm consistently disappointed in other channelers and other spiritual teachers that are, that are fostering divisiveness and division. It's just, it just bumps me out because I, I see their wiring. I see how they could be creating a better way to address the problems that they're, I think, wanting to be addressed. There's just a, there's always a better way to do that. That doesn't require hate. It doesn't require any pitchforks. It doesn't require any demonization of another, another group making another choice. And it also does not lead to people creating extra things to be afraid of that are not a threat in leadership, in government leaders, in global leaders. I mean, when I see that type of just, to me, it's just total bullshit and it makes life harder, but they're under a spell of misinformation and they're sure they have the right information and I can't prove they're right and they can't prove they're right. I can't prove they're wrong and they can't prove I'm wrong. So it is this weird little gray area that's beyond the ability for human proof, but yet has dramatic consequences when we might be wrong about something. So I just never want anyone to have to sacrifice their inner sense of well-being and their ability to feel creator of origin, God's love for everyone, everyone. Period. End of sentence. End of podcast. I love you guys. Bye-bye.